Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. This is Eric L. Dunavant. Welcome to another episode of Redefining Success. Could not be more excited. And I know I say this a lot, but I have joining me today, Stacy Wallace, who's the CEO of Fueled by Fire. And if you know, this is the Kingdom Builder Spotlight, Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. And sometimes you get a Kingdom Builder on that you're like, you start looking at everything. And Stacy and I have not met before today, but Stacy, I've looked at all of your information and you are the definition of a kingdom builder. And so I cannot wait to tell your story and share the things that you're doing through Fueled by Fire with my audience. So Stacy, thank you so much for being here. Man, it is my privilege and joy. Honestly, I do so many podcasts and interviews to get to just freely talk about the kingdom. Uh, we are always talking about business strategies and tactics, but to do it from a kingdom perspective, I am so excited about this interview. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a lot of fun. So let's start the same way we do every episode, which is, Stacey, it's a Saturday afternoon. I've got the grill fired up. Um, I've invited all of my friends over. My listeners are my friends. Would you please introduce yourself to my friends? Well, first off, I, I'm so excited to be here. I probably actually, Eric, I'd probably come in rapping or something or doing some kind of dramatic trip just to, you know, let people lighten the load. But anyhow, uh, I'm a big jokester. So I love parties. I'm very right brain uh, CEO. So we'd have a good time. Let me just tell you that. Absolutely. Uh, but I am first and foremost, I am the wife of Larry Wallace of 25, almost 26 years now. I'm the mom of Peyton and Alexia, 21 and 22 years old. They are both kingdom entrepreneurs uh, living extraordinary lives. And my son, since 13, has owned his own business. And now he's a multi-million dollar real estate uh, producer and, and, and investor. And so we that is, that is really, I think, the greatest reflection. You'll know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Mm. Uh, I'm also the CEO of Fuel by Fire, where we help CEOs, thought leaders, entrepreneurs uh, build purpose-driven, highly profitable, faith-based lives and business that they love so that they can ultimately build peace and profits that create generational wealth and legacy. Mm, mm. There's so much in that that you just said. <laughs> like, I don't know where to go with that. Let me start with this. Stacey, what are you passionate about today? Today, I am passionate about, you know, I'm passionate about this every day, but, you know, I, I truly believe we do something inside of our, our programs called writing an I am statement. Mm. And your I am statement needs to not only define your North Star, that, that one most important value for us is to reflect God. That is our number one thing. So every day, that is what I'm most, every day I wake up first thing before my feet hit the floor, before I even sit up, I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. 
Mm. What would you have of me today? Mm. And sometimes he gives me someone's face. Sometimes he says, shine. Sometimes he says, beware, stress is going to try to enter today or tension. So there's he there's it's always a, a warning to prep or it's something that he just wants me to do. But it's always very short. And, and that is that really is my greatest passion on the planet is to be a living, walking, talking, breathing vessel of what he wants me to do, who he wants me to connect with, what podcasts he wants me to do, how he wants us to run our business, even what Audible I listen to. You know, mm. I don't just pop on something I feel good about. I go, Holy Spirit, as I got all these Audibles loaded in my library, what would you want to listen to today? Because I am your I'm your incubator. I'm your temple. I want what you want to hear. I want it to resonate in my spirit today. And so just having him at the forefront of everything we do corporately, personally, romantically, financially, uh, it really is the the number one passion, not only today, but really what I live with. I love that. Um, Stacy. so I've got to imagine, or maybe I'm wrong, right? So how do you get to that point? Like, I mean, a lot of people are going to be listening like, man, I want a life like that. But but you don't wake up with a life like that, right? I mean, no, you don't. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like people that say it was an overnight success. Well, dadgummit, that was a long night. (laughs) The 10 year overnight success, I like to call it. Yeah. You know, we have so many people that come to our programs having never seen me, heard of me, because we run a lot of Facebook ads. And so most people that come into one of our free launches or something, they're like, I've never, where'd you come from? I've never Mm. heard of you. Are you like an overnight success? And, you know, Eric, you know that every great leader was forged in the Mm. fire. Everything that we go through is an anvil of preparation that God is beating out leadership and miracles. And, you know, I have a saying, when you have a setback, don't take a step back, Mm. but get ready for your comeback because God Mm. uses setbacks as a set up to get you to rethink, reboot, recalibrate, or even reinvent your next season. And so no matter where we're at, and for me, my story started off as a setback. I was born and diagnosed very quickly. I had pneumonia after pneumonia after pneumonia. I was a very sick baby. And then they diagnosed me with cystic fibrosis, which if you know anything about cystic fibrosis, it's a disease of the lungs. Your lungs fill up with fluid. And I'm 52. So back then uh, there was no therapies. There were no therapies that we have today. So it was a death sentence to a parent to hear your child has cystic fibrosis. Well, my mom and dad uh, they were pastors, they were leaders, they were entrepreneurs. My grandfather uh, had a Bible college and s- raised up and sent missionaries all over the world. So we were not a family that didn't know miracles, that didn't know faith. So that was their, you said, what are you passionate about? That was their passion. Let's mm. just take everything we have. Let's take it to the throne. So they took me to the ch- to the church. They prayed over me. And from that day forward as a baby, I never had another, I woke up the next day, my lungs were clear, never had another sign of pneumonia nor any form of cystic fibrosis. But from that day, I had a shriek. And so it was very annoying to my mom and dad. Like what, what, she went from sickly to shrieking in this high pitch sound. What they began to learn about a year, two years later, they began to say, you know what, let's let's teach her. I got to two years old and they said, let's, let's teach her how to model that. So I began to sing Mm. and they began to say, hold that, you know, do that again. Do they, that developed a five and a half octave voice. So 
through my course of my early career, I was a singer, recorded five CDs, was nominated for New Female Vocalist of the Year. And what was a setback was actually something God was going to use as a set up, mm. just like Joseph, the, the, the slavery, the, the prison, the, mm. the false accusations, the rejection, the abandonment, the torture. All of that was a setup to get Joseph to the second seat of position in, in, in the land. Yeah. And we view a lot of times we try to avoid setback, but we don't understand that God uses the storm to push us. That's why Jesus could sleep in the storm. God uses the setbacks. God uses the financial failure. God uses the rejection. I don't say that God sends hurricanes towards people, but God uses hurricanes and the story that it creates in order to transition people and give them a story. Every person has a story mm. and every story can change the world. My life just happens to be laden, filled uh, overwhelmingly full of comeback stories. Mm. And whether my it's my house burning down, whether it's my dad dying early, whether it's cystic fibrosis, whether it's seven recessions, it's, it's never about how well did you succeed? It's how well did you weather the storm in order to get to success? Yeah. Wow. Again, I'm trying to stop and unpack so much that you said inside mm. of there. But when I think about, um, I mean, you get to walk alongside, you get to coach other entrepreneurs, you get to, um, especially business leaders. And you were telling me before mm -hmm. we started the show, I mean, people who are maybe feeling a little bit stuck and are trying to kind of find that kingdom breakthrough and really kind of see this from God's perspective. What is the key to being in the middle of the storm? And I'm talking about mm -hmm. for people that are stuck. What have you found kind of been the key to breakthrough for people who are in the middle of the storm? Or as you and I were even talking about beforehand, that you know God calls us to die and dying is not fun. Um, mm -hmm. But what is the key to getting that breakthrough when you're walking alongside and coaching those people? Have you found anything to be consistent in that realm? I have. You know, our a lot of our leaders that we work with are very high net worth leaders. And we also have people that are just starting that maybe they've they've done so much in you know they they love god they go to church uh they've they've done every free coaching program online right. um and they still feel like i feel like i'm doing all the things everyone is telling me to do i have so many people that say stacy i've gone to church my whole life and i hear the sermon and i'm doing all the things that they are saying what they don't really capture is stuck to even say stuck or even to say the word overwhelm, it's a psychosis psychologically. It doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a psychosis. And when we believe, when we allow our belief patterns to align with a curse, the enemy wants you stuck in your business. He wants you to plateau in your business. He wants you to experience recession. He wants you to feel a setback, sit in a setback. I say, man, if you're going through hell, just don't stop. <laughs> Keep going. Because God uses hellish experiences. Look at Jesus on yeah. the cross. Look at Jesus in the desert. He uses hellish experiences, the flood. I mean, so many stories throughout scripture that we can go through, but he uses those stories in order to stage a comeback. Mm. And so when, when we look back over our lives, and, and I even think uh, of the people that we work with, many of them, whether they're starting as brand new entrepreneurs or whether they are seasoned veterans, they're going from seven figures to eight figures or eight figures to nine figures, or if maybe they've never experienced a first six figure year. Yeah. That word stuck is something that if you believe it, 
if you agree with it, it will attach itself to you as an identity. Mm. And when we have an identity of concrete, my, it just feels like I get two steps forward, three steps back. I feel like my feet are on concrete. These are the things I hear. I feel like I'm like a hamster, a gerbil on a wheel. I, I got a lot of things. Going. I'm doing all the right things, but I'm just not getting the forward progress. What we have identified through our sweet spot audit, which is something that we do with every client, and it's uh, sweet is an acronym that we go through, very similar to a SWOT analysis that we do corporately. Um, a SWOT analysis is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, um, and trajectory or timing. But when we look at a company, we're looking at company infrastructure and what needs to shift in your hiring, your firing, and your, uh, your maybe in your financial, maybe in your sales marketing. We look at the overall infrastructure. But the sweet spot audit is for the individual leader. Mm. is what is it? And, and a lot of times the CEO is the lid. John Maxwell said that the law of the lid. And if you are the lid, you've got to do an audit and say, where am I the bottleneck of the vision that God is? I know I'm called to something more. I know I'm supposed to be doing more than I'm currently doing. But how is it that I'm the bottleneck? Well, a sweet spot audit helps us identify those things. And here's what we find over and over and over again. We are very overtly faith-based in our program. Yep. So people that join our program or pay 20, 36,000 or whatever they pay to have a year of coaching with us, they know this isn't going to be just kind of, you might hear about Jesus every now and then. <laughs> Everything we teach, every piece of infrastructure, sales, marketing, we do it on the premise of God's word because it is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm -hmm. What we find even if it is a Christian leader or a faith-based leader or somebody who says, you know, I pray every day, I meditate it. It is, it is intimacy with the father from the perspective of an alignment with the voice of the Holy spirit. Because if you're hearing the voice, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. That is not the voice of the Holy spirit. If you hear, oh, I just feel so overwhelmed. The challenge is not that you can't do more. Because just look around the world and you will see leaders who are operating at a nine figure plus level and they do more than you. Uh, as a woman, I, I homeschooled my kids while we we're growing a company from scratch to $350 million in a matter of three years. I'm also a homeschool mom. I'm also a worship leader at my church. I'm also fully participating in nonprofit activities, running a nonprofit organization. So when somebody comes and says, Stacy, I just can't take anymore. I feel overwhelmed. I understand that. I understand that feeling. And I have had my own fetal positions crying off my makeup in fetal position in the bedroom. But it is a psychosis that gets you there and mm. keeps you there that makes you think I can't do anything more than I'm currently doing. The truth is, the closer you get to the Holy Spirit, you will begin to realize he's whispering to you about your broken record and your broken system. He said to Moses, what you are doing is not good. You need to delegate. Mm. So Moses would have said, I'm so stressed out. I feel overwhelmed. Holy Spirit says, well, there's a better way. So what I always say to our leaders, and this is just probably one of the best pieces of advice I could give you if you feel stuck or if you feel overwhelmed. Instead of saying, I feel overwhelmed. If God is calling you to it, he also has a plan for you to do it. So say, okay, God, the answer is yes. I'll do whatever you've asked me to do. I need more capacity. Mm. Mm. And all of a sudden, 
the capacity that you lack, God begins to show you people, places, things, structure, infrastructure, modalities, tactics that will automations. You know, we talk about having your business made, making sure that it's monetizable, making sure that it's accessible, making sure that it is duplicatable and making sure that it's evergreen or digitized and evergreen. Those are things, automations is another one that not only accessible, but automated. There are things today that when Jesus said greater works than these will you do mm-hmm. because I go to my father, because we have planes, we have trains, we have automobiles, we have automations, we have Zapier. We have things practically today. Jesus didn't have, we have, we can do autoresponders on emails. We need eight to 12 touches to get somebody to really connect with us. We can do that through automations. So there's practical things that we can do today when we say, Lord, increase my capacity. And then all of a sudden, whoop, there's a zap for that, right? Whoop. There's a collaboration for that. There's times where we're like, I, I just, I can't do anymore. Well, then you're confined to 24 hours. Mm. But when you begin to think like God thinks, if you read in Genesis, he was not confined by what the Babylonians created, which was his time clock. Mm. He was defined by expansion of time. So when we tap, tap into quantum faith or expansion of time, we realize that I may only get 24 But Eric, you and I have a very similar vision. Your podcast, our podcast, your business, our business is very linked up. Now we could go through life and you could do your 24 and I could do my 24 or you and I collaborate and we have what scripture calls for is I wish that my children would dwell together in unity. Mm. We go from a shotgun perspective. I've got so much to do. I've got so much to rifle focus where I say, Eric, how can I serve you? Yeah. And you might say, Stacy, I need three people to do this. You know what? I know three people. After 52 years and 35 of doing corporate America, I've got those three people. You could have spent three weeks looking for those three people. But through collaboration, yeah. we expand time because God wants us to have unity. And he wants us not to be overwhelmed, but to be perfect, perfectly on focus. I love that. See, we're going to. We've got a little bit of time left, but this story may be so long. I'm going to see how much of this I can capture. But this is what I want to know. You've got so much wisdom. You've got so much that you've been through and done. But I don't imagine that you figured this all out on your journey alone. I would Mm -hmm. love to know kind of along the way, maybe who are the people or who are the, you know, who, who spoke into your life the most to get you here, I think would be powerful to understand. Well, first and foremost, I come from a godly family. Uh, That's why we are very passionate about teaching our children every single day as growing up the word of God. Every morning before they go to school, we would read a John Maxwell book or one of my books or one of the leadership development books. So uh, I learned that. I learned how to be a great mother and a great leader and great wife because I had models. Mm. My mom and dad, uh, till the day dad passed away of uh, renal cell carcinoma cancer. Uh, and it was a beautiful passing, not a single regret. We didn't mourn his loss. We knew God was graduating him to heaven. We had an advocate in heaven that was going to be cheering us on. But in his 63 years, he lived all in. Mm. His dad was uh, a pastor, uh, raised up missionary, sent him around the world. I come from a legacy of God-fearing leaders. So first and foremost, I cut my teeth on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I cut my teeth on intimacy with the Father. I cut my teeth on wanting to be, you know, I didn't drink, didn't chew, didn't smoke, didn't go with boys that do. But 
the works of the uh, of of life paled in comparison to me learning about the intimacy with the father later on in my life my mom and dad dreamed that one day I would meet Zig Ziglar because they felt like, Stacey, you're like a little Zig Zig. They grew up in network marketing. And right, they were right. always selling something in real estate. And so they were following Zig Ziglar and they just dreamed one day. Well, one day I had the privilege of meeting Zig Ziglar. I was asked to speak on a stage of like 27,000 people. Zig was one of the speakers. And from that day forward, we connected in the green room and Zig said, I'd like you to come and I'd like you to speak for my staff. And I remember I was about seven months, nine months pregnant, big old belly, went there with my husband. And uh, that ended up being 12 years of being on the road with Zig, uh, with being able to be intimate with him and the redhead and their family and ultimately starting companies with them. And so the people that God has positioned around our family, around me, yeah. around my husband, without question, we learned quickly, I can, I can tap into his years and years and years of knowledge and experience, if I can just find a way to serve him. Mm. And so I would sit in the green room and I'd say, pops, how can I serve you today? What can I do? So I had the privilege of writing a book called Mission Possible. And I said, pops, it would mean the world to me if you would write the forward on this book. And uh, he he looked at it the first time and he, he didn't even open it up. He gave it back to me and he said, rewrite it. I was like, okay, he didn't even look at it. And he said, the best word of advice I ever received from my editor was they did the exact same thing. Your first work will never be your best work. Go back and add more stories. Mm. Well, he was right. I needed more stories. He did that three times before he wrote the foreword on my book. But Eric, as you know, it are the, it's the people and the leaders, yeah. the places, even the people who have rejected some of the best lessons I learned were from the nights I had to cry through mm. the rejection I had received, the, the enemies. That's why God says, bless those who persecute you. Do good to those who despitefully use mm. you and say false. I've been in, 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 in uh, lawsuits, $30 million lawsuits, where I am wired in deposition for nine hours, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone in the world. But when God gives you the victory through something like that, I wasn't the one suing. I had brought two big companies together and because I was the linchpin between these two companies that were suing each other, mm. I was the linchpin. I had to go through this, you know, arduous experience for 19 months. Wouldn't wish it on anyone. But I would also say, bless those who persecute you. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Because out of that, I got an education that would take most young lawyers years of education and training in order to get. And it prepped me as a coach to be able to help other CEOs go through similar things. So even your setbacks are valuable if you realize not a single moment is wasted with God. Oh, I love that. I love that. Stacey, we were talking about a little bit beforehand about your seven-day mastery course um, that you've got available. Tell the audience, because I mean, the stuff you're doing is so powerful. I want my listeners to know more about this. Tell the audience a little bit about this course. Well, like we were talking, we we do run a pretty uh, tight ship, 12-month program. It's very high ticket. And uh, our way of giving back to the community, we, we realize that not everybody's going to be able to be a client of ours. So our way of generosity is to come into a free space uh, we run a lot of ads to find people who are struggling, they're stuck, they're searching, how do I get to the next level? 
We want to give them mastery, what we're giving our clients. We want to give that for seven days. We pack it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for seven days, we give free training. It's called the ultimate life and business reset. The goal is to help you have peace and profits mm-hmm. because a lot of people have peace, but they're broke. So really mm-hmm. in the end, they don't have the peace they're looking for. A lot of people have profits, but they can't keep their family together. So we teach uh, seven days. Uh, we give an up-level experience for $97 that they can jump into a free coaching room with me um, in an incubator. But really that seven days is absolutely free. If you just want to tap in, you can go to fbfchallenge.com. FBF stands for fuel by fire. And that's the name of our company. And the fire is the fire of the Holy Spirit. You cannot mm. run a company at the level of eight, nine figures and have peace without the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my opinion. That's what we've lived out. And we want to help as many people do that as possible. So fbfchallenge.com. Here's the other thing I want you to do. Tell me a little bit um, about your husband. It doesn't sound like you do this alone. No, man, we are together. Literally, it's incredible. We're usually six feet apart, 24 hours a day. People are like, how do you guys do that? Uh, for a year, right before COVID in January, uh, I had a dream and, and I, we don't have time to go through it, but we gave away all of our money. So oh. we were at the highest height of in 2017, woke up one day to a dream and God said, give it all away and showed me the rich young ruler. And he said, what would have happened if he would have said yes? So my husband and I went on this track 19 months and felt the feeling, because even though I could have taken a, a corporate position, a CMO position, yeah. he kept saying, I didn't tell you to do that. I want you to know total dependency. And I want you to not just be a contributor to the poor. I want you to feel the burden. Mm. And pastors would even say, because we were big givers in the church. And they were like, what are you doing? And we said, we're obeying yeah, because yeah. obedience is greater than sacrifice. So in that season uh, my husband, I had already, we had retired him from, a, he was COO of a healthcare company. So we were already working together. Well, that put us literally in every day, morning, noon, evening, at just giving, 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 giving together. 2019, at the end of 2019, I knew that was going to shift because I was turning 50. And so my birthday was December 8th, 2019. I was when I was turning 50 years old. And my husband and I, we had been for two years saying, you know what, if he has us give away the house, um, because we were ready, we had it up for sale, let's go into an RV. Well, 2019, on January 1st, 2020, we bought an RV and we started traveling around the United States together. Yeah. And it was a fifth wheel. So get this, we're (laughs) in a fifth wheel, which means we're driving in a truck, which means we're within about six, four to six feet of each other. 24 hours a day. And what we didn't know was that COVID was going to hit. And that set that set us up to have the best year of our lives with our children in the mountains traveling. We didn't have to wear masks. We didn't have to do what everybody, God gave us freedom because we listened to the Holy Mm. spirit. Mm. And again, that's why we know corporate America pales in comparison to the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. You can do corporate America on a whole nother level if you do it in kingdom purposes. So uh, my husband and I, we do everything together. We're passionately in love. Our children work with us inside of the program as well as their own entrepreneurial endeavors. And uh, so if you talk to Larry, he's a former football player for Texas A&M, great stories and lessons about coaching. And uh, he does something in our magazine called Coach's Corner and uh, just tips from really from a football perspective, from an athletic perspective, 
And uh, so, yeah, he's a, he'd be a great interview for you as well. You'd love him. <laughs> well, that's like, we need to talk, by the way. Gabriel, yeah. Class of 95 myself. <laughs> my wife's class of 97. So <laughs> the audience okay. is a little distracted here. But um, anyway, duh, I love it. I love it. We're going to run out of time, Stacey. What, if people want to get in touch with you, we've got the FBFchallenge.com. I know I think there's a free chapter of Fueled by Fire available on your website. What are the other ways that people can kind of get in touch with you, follow you, stay in touch, all of that good stuff? Yeah, on every social channel, I'm at Stacy Wallace, S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. I would love to know that they heard this. And uh, anyone that goes through our challenge, uh, let us know that you came from Eric because uh, we just love to know uh, where folks are coming from and how we can give back and serve Eric and his vision and his company as well. So uh, fbfchallenge.com for the free seven-day mastery course, stacywallace.com uh, for the free chapter of the book, for uh, all the other things that we do, and our nonprofit organization, M Women, where we rescue uh, and restore the lives of women and girls. Uh, you can see that on stacywallace.com as well. And I'm social, almost you know. afraid to ask you this question. Is there anything you didn't get to talk about that you want to make sure you share with the audience? Before <laughs> <we go? laughs> anything the Holy I Spirit's would, putting on you before we go? Let me just say this. If you really want to get unstuck and you really want to live a life where you are nothing more than a conduit of heaven on earth, because Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth mm. as it already is in heaven. So if you want to become that conduit and see the accelerated growth that God has for you. Wake up every morning and let the first thing in your mind, the first words out of your lips, good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? Mm. Listen and then obey. Mm. Amen. Amen. Stacy, come to the end of the show. Last question is always the same. In three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren remember about you? Mm, that's such a good question. I love it. Uh, it just so happens that uh, two days ago, my grandmother, uh, she was 100 years old. Uh, she just passed away. Oh. I had the privilege of singing her into eternity. Mm. And uh, we had the privilege of her getting to know her great grandchildren and being able to know them. And I will tell you, knowing that I come from a long lineage of 94 and up year olds, um, I probably will see my great grandchildren. And here's what I want them to know. I don't care about how, how I sang or how I talked or how I taught people. I want them to know that she lived, she pursued Christ with all her heart. She lived daily to reflect God. She was compassionate and she served others with extravagant generosity. Mm. Ah. What a great legacy. And it, I mean, I've loved your story today, Stacey. This has been so powerful because it's just there's you can feel the legacy of faith that your family started and how it's mm. continuing and how beautiful that is. Um, so thank you so much thank for being you. with us. Everyone, thank you for joining us again for another incredible show of Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. We will be with you again next time. God bless you. Peace out. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or 
have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavant.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.